we were in negotiations. Investing in real estate. They're winning, they're making money. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Educators Podcast, where we provide the education you can build on. I am your host, Kevin Amalsh. This podcast is so exciting and something different than I've seen or done before because we don't only focus on real estate investors, but we focus on the content creation behind it. So we want to help both real estate investors and real estate influencers make more money. And if you like what you hear, which I'm sure you're going to today, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. I have a friend with us today, Jeremy. I've known you for, gosh, it feels like 10 years. I'm not sure if it's quite that long, but it's been a long time. No, it's actually been a little bit longer than that, man. Has it been? Really? I've been with, yeah, I've been with these guys. I've been with your castle and associated with them about 13 years. And I remember Charles introducing us years and years ago, and it's just been a great relationship. Yeah, cool. Let's get into it. I like to I like to guess to give their own little intro here. So why don't you just give us a quick intro, who you are, how you got into real estate, and, and we'll just go from there. You know, man, I'm just an average guy, right? I, I got out of college. I wasn't making any money. I, I grew up extreme poverty and trying to find a way. Sales was that vehicle, right? So, it, uh, so I kind of I kind of willed myself into learn how to make calls and and you know work with people and. Got some good mentorship along the way. I was in franchise development for a few years, really believed in that, loved it until you couldn't, right? Until franchisors started uh, becoming more about the success of them and not the success of the little guy, right? And it started to kill me because one thing I could always believe in was the product. You know, if you can't believe in the product, what are you selling? You know, it just got to where, so I started really soul searching, looking around. I had a buddy that was an agent. I went interview with a firm and um, I always believed in real estate, right? It's helped me generate, generate wealth for me and my family and you know, and I had people along the way teach me about things like, you know, equity and, and you know, and, and how to how to leverage. And and I, and I started really believing it. Right. And so um, I thought, OK, what's something I believe in that I could sell? And I got and it did just kept leading back to real estate. Right. And I had some incredible people in my life, you know, keep pointing me to it. And I aligned with a brokerage here in town about 15 years ago. Unfortunately, their value proposition over time, I learned, wasn't a good fit for me. So I, I went into a bunch of recruiters and I said, what's the one company in town you're having a hard time recruiting from? And they go, what do you mean? I'm like, well, people don't leave. They got to be happy, right? Somebody said you should meet Lon and Charles over at your castle real estate. And 13 years later, I'm here. That's fantastic. So you were in sales pretty much your entire life and franchise sales. I didn't even know that about you. I mean, about that, like what are the franchises you were slinging? You know, man, I lucked out, dude. I I went, I was broke and I mean, I don't have any family. So I'm sleeping on a buddy's couch. He's about two weeks from kicking me out. You know, I'm, I have no income. I got a shitty bartending job where I drank away most of my income every night. And uh, I was just soul searching, man. I went to a, um, went to a job fair and it's the traditional stuff. It's like join the national guard, sell insurance, right? Like solar, go sell, you know, metal buildings or something. And I met a guy who became an amazing mentor to me named Bob Smith. And he had bought the rights to open uh, Quiznos out in Texas. And I didn't even know what the hell a Quizno was, right? All I knew is that, uh, that he'd give me uh, every two weeks, I'd get paid. And the more I worked, the more I'd make, right? And so, uh, and it's fascinating. I remember him saying, I go, how much do I make here? And he told me some low base salary. And I go, he goes, but you know, you can get unlimited commission. I go, what the hell does that mean? He goes, the more you sell, the more you make. And I go, so how much could I make? And he goes, all of it. And I was like, you're my guy. Let me give you a number. Yeah. So, you know, we got lucky. We went into an untapped market in Houston, um, developed and, and got a bunch of Quiznos off the ground, sold it. I did some did some smaller products after that. Um, did uh, some work with Maui Wowie Smoothies. Uh, helped launch a company called All About Honeymoons, which is a home-based um, 
uh, travel agency when travel agencies just kind of went bust, went niche on that and just had a blast, man. I really met a tremendous amount of people. What I found, the only people making money, honestly, were either you have the net worth to go buy a McDonald's or a Subway or something like that, or the hot thing at the time, whether it was coffee or whether it was educational opportunities. But the most people making money were the franchisor, right? Equipment got so expensive. Marketing fees got so expensive. And the only people who could buy it was someone with a net worth. It wasn't the American dream anymore, right? Somebody with a couple million dollars in net worth, they already have the American dream, right? It wasn't the mom and pop who, you know, saved for 20 years and decided they didn't want to work for somebody anymore. It was, it was just the average guy and you just couldn't make a buck, right? You take a, take a small sandwich shop, a broker, I mean, a, a owner operator could be in there working 60, 70 hours a week and net a hundred grand. That's a hard way for a hundred grand, man. You, you got to pay, you got to pay money to buy this job. Yeah to work for uh, for 100 grand that's a lot of franchises are like that though aren't they oh 100 the only way to really make money is open a few show proof of concept show you're making money have a good pro forma and then wrap them up and sell them all but i mean dude that's a lot of work man i mean i made a lot of sandwiches bro <laughs> like it just sucks man <laughs> so you were working in this restaurant yeah at times i mean you develop you sell you do we're a small group you do a little bit of everything you know and so franchise owners need your help or they need training or you know i mean you're all they got it was it was a lot. I was dating this girl one time, and I remember coming home, and she's like, "God, I'm so tired of smelling vinegar and sandwich meat." You know, and I'm like, "Hey, tired, tired of the lights being on?" You know, it kind of pays for it. So, all right, and then you you got into real estate. Was there a certain person that you can attribute that to, or a book you read, or how what attracted you to it? You know, what I did is I have a buddy named Ian Brown, and Ian and his wife Morgan are really close friends. They own a company called Sewer Lines Only, but at the time they were flipping houses, and um. I saw the success he was having and I saw, you know, the lifestyle he was having. I saw, you know, the income they were making and I just saw he was happy, you know, like, and, and that was the main thing, man. I mean, like I wasn't happy, you know, I was chasing commissions and that's a right. shitty place to be. I mean, it really is, you know, when you're, you're chasing commission, you're, you know, you're, you're just trying to make a living and, and it, it's, it becomes less passionate, man. There was no passion in my life. And, and so I, um, I just saw him and I thought, man, I kind of want that. Right. And so we just sat down and we started talking one day and, and he said, you know, no matter what happens in my life, you know, and, and now he's a very successful father and he runs multiple businesses. But I remember him telling me like, dude, I can drive through Denver and see 30, 40 places that I made beautiful. And that's I was awesome. like, damn, that's cool. Right. I mean, you're the same way, Kevin. I mean, you funded half of Denver. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's uh, it's just, I thought, you know, man, I'm never going to write a book. I'm never going to develop some sort of technology thing or, you know, my legacy is going to be, especially in what I do now, helping people with careers, you know, help people build their real estate career and play a role in that. And, you know, and then that's, that's perfectly fine, man. I find a huge passion in that, but I, it's, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. I mean, it, you get it, man. And I think a lot of people don't, mm -hmm. the type of people we get to associate with on a daily and weekly basis is amazing. I mean, you know, it people, really is like, it, it's crazy. I look at a guy like Ron Welsh. I mean, you know, it's just, I, I get to surround myself with that guy. I get to learn from that guy. Guys like Charles Roberts, who is a, has been an amazing friend and mentor for me my entire life. I mean, entire career in real estate to sit across the table for that guy or break bread with that guy and learn and, you know, and see the success they got there. I remember asking Lon one time, he had a hundred doors. He just cracked a hundred doors. I said, how the hell do you get a hundred doors? And he said, as matter of fact, as you can say it, he said 50 grand, and a good credit score. There's no freaking way, right? And wow. he's true because he did it. And he told me that story. I mean, be able to, to, to understand that. And you've seen it over the years, man. We're blessed, dude. Yeah. And it's like someone like Lon, um, he doesn't need to work, like, right? He's <clears throat> so well off and dude, he just keeps going. He's a, he's a deal guy and he just wants to help 
more and more people. I mean, I, you know, and, and, and leave a legacy. I mean, I'll say this in Lon, if you listen to this, when you listen to this, hope you don't get pissed. You know, Lon's, his wife is just retired. She was an incredibly successful doctor. Um, Lon is an exceptional investor. He runs, you know, multiple companies. He's been just incredibly successful. I go, why you do it? You got all the money you need, right? He said, imagine what I'm going to be able to do with all this money, like the charity wise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, he'll never let me tell, truly tell what that guy does in the community. But if people only knew, I mean, it's it's amazing. And to be able to do that, we we were at Ronald McDonald House the other day and we, we raised some money to, to buy new ovens for their kitchen, right? It's like five grand. It took us about 24 hours as a company. It, to have the ability to just go, hey, I'll match it. You know, I mean, throw an extra five grand and the average human can't do that. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's like to be able to give back in that way is absolutely amazing. Yeah, a lot of times when I'm doing these interviews, so I'm either getting interviewed or giving an interview. I the the whole idea of charity and your why comes up. Like, how do you how do you have the motivation to keep going? Maybe if you're lawn and you're super successful and you don't have to work, or what if you're just getting started and you fall down, you you make a bad deal, you lose a little bit of money. What makes you keep going? Uh, and it sounds like you're touching on that right here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, drive is a as a crazy thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, over the years, you, you've you seen this a lot more than I have, but I've met a tremendous amount of agents over the years. Said, Why'd you get your license? Oh, I want to flip a house. You know, and they flip one, lose five grand. They're out of the game. That's right. right. Never, never going to try again. I, we ran into a girl one time. I introduced her to Lana. I said, Lana, I want you to meet Julie. She's just finishing up her first flip. And he looked at her and he said, uh, how much money did you lose? And she goes, eight grand. He goes, great. You'll make it up on the next one. That's right. But it's those people that roll with the punches. I mean, you know, drive's an incredible thing. It, it really is. And it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great to see. I mean, you, you can see it, you know, I mean, you and I, we meet people every day. I, on average interview, you know, a couple thousand realtors a year, you know, and, and by the time 20 minutes are up, I can tell you if they're going to make it or not. You know? Okay. So, let's go with, let's, let's dig into that. Jeremy. Please. So um, I, I know your, so your position, just to be clear for everyone that's listening is, is basically to bring people into the company and groom them and help them be successful. So recruiter, if you want to call it that, but really it's like a mentor, um, so you're helping agents be successful. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like you operating on a client. If I came to you and I said, Kevin, I want to borrow money, you know, and, and I want to fund this project, you're going to look at the project and say, does it, is it going to give me a return? Does it make sense? Right. Is the time involved? It's the same thing here. The brokerage agent relationship is a partnership. And so, you know, there's 40,000 agents in Denver right now. There's 20,000 have made a dollar. I mean, the failure rate in real estate is embarrassing. So what we do is we're trying to look for people we can partner with same way an investor will partner with their agent or you'll partner with an agent or an investor on a deal, right? We want, we want to make sure we have a chance of being successful. So I'm looking at things like, do you have a good work ethic? Do you have good motivation? Are you a good human, right? Life's too short. I don't work, work with people who I don't find that bring me value, right? Like it's better more than just a buck, but I'm also looking at what are your chances of success? Now, real estate is one of the last industries you can get into that doesn't care if you have a GED or a PhD. You know, there's no, and, and you have a daughter, I have a daughter, have, there's no gender wage gap in real estate. And that's something I find incredibly attractive because it doesn't matter your nationality, your gender, or any of those things. It matters. Can you work hard? Are you coachable? Do you have a good attitude? And those things, and then we start to layer it in. Do you have some income coming in, right? Do you have uh, maybe a spouse that works? You know, do you have a background that's transferable skill set, right? If you're an introvert that's not analytical, who doesn't have income and you're shy, you're not going to make it, man. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it takes money to start a business and that's what real estate is. It's a business. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I, when I, when I was, well, let me just back up. 
the interview I just did, this came up. And we we're talking about being an introvert and how to to empower them to network and meet new people. And, and so I'm a huge introvert. I have a, a networking meeting coming up in about a month that I'm scared to death to go to because I don't know anybody. And I'm just not good in that situation. But what I've learned is if I could become the expert, so yeah, if I could do this, or if I could get in front of a room and teach a class or whatever, then people want to talk to me and that makes networking far easier. So I agree with you that being an introvert makes it more challenging, but that shouldn't stop a, a newer agent. Right? Not at all. But you got to look at all the factors, right? So if you're an introvert, no, you can overcome that. I mean, being a subject matter expert is powerful. It is powerful. We had a kid that was 18 that got his license a few years ago, came with us, started closing deals. And the number one thing he did is he learned the market. And no one cared they have at his age. Because they knew when he walked in the room, he could tell you every neighborhood, everything that's going on. But, you know, let's be very honest, too. You can't be an introvert who's broke with a no work ethic. If you're not, willing, you know, there, there's just yeah. there's all these factors, right? But um, no, you're right, man. I mean, you know, get in front of a classroom is powerful. You know, you've done it. You've done it for years. I mean, we yeah, you know why it was Charles. Yeah. Now I did a few classes on my own and had some success and I could see the benefit, but he's the one that said, you have to teach a class on your very specific niche, which is hard money. And he's like, I'll help you. Let's get a class in front of your castle. And it's a hard money class, two hours. I'm like, I don't, dude, this is too simple. Like hard money is not even challenging. So how do I, and he's like, you could do it. <laughs> and then away we went later we got it approved for ce credits and right You're, yeah. i've helped investors make millions of dollars because of that class and it's because of charles yeah but isn't that something that makes you i mean so you know I, I, there's a guy named dan fortune teaches the class and part of it is what's your unique value proposition right like mm -hmm. if i run into you what do you do i'm a lender nah right or what do you do jerry i'm a recruiter no and so you know one of the things that gives me a lot of passion is helping people build a career the end of the day looking back and saying you know, somebody who maybe had a job making forty, fifty thousand dollars, right? Capped out at where they are. Not a lot of people that believe in them in a situation, right? Maybe somebody who's went through a divorce and it's kind of a challenging situation. You can build this up to life-changing income and lifestyle. And it's the same for you, right? You could take somebody with X amount of dollars and show them how to turn that into generational wealth. Man, that is an honor to be able to play a role in that. Oh, right? for sure. I mean, it is an honor, right? I love it. Like, and, you know, and that brings me so much passion. Like, it's just, it's really cool. Cause you know what the truth is? I had people do it to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had that's, a small that's town point. Texas, poor as shit. Like there's a, you either, in my town, you either went in the military, you worked at a chemical plant or you went to college, right? That, that was it. Like there wasn't any opportunity. It was, it was, you know, and, and I thought, shit, I'm too little to work in a chemical plant, man. And this 712 is not for <laughs> me, right? And, uh, you know, I, I just, I thought, you know, did I have people believe in me, have people teach me. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Everybody needs mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. No one's self-made. Yeah. I hate, I hate hearing that. Like I'm self-made. No, you're not, dude. Yeah. Somebody, 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 you, helped you. <laughs> you know, somebody changed your diapers one time. Like, you know, none of us just came out of the womb making money. Yeah, that's right. The Real Estate Educators Podcast is brought to you by Pine Financial Group. Pine Financial Group is a private lender specializing in value-add bridge lending for real estate investors. This is accomplished by raising private money from individual investors and lending that money out in short-term real estate loans. Pine operates one of the coolest public mortgage funds on the market because it brings consistency and security to your investment portfolio without giving up on returns. 
The fund pays its investors a flat 8% return with monthly distributions. There is a low minimum investment and no lockup period. That's right. You can request all of your money back at any time without any fees. Diversify your portfolio out of Wall Street and into Main Street with the Pine Financial Group Public Fund PFG Fund 5. Find out more at pinefinancialgroup.com. That's pinefinancialgroup.com. So I want to get back on the, onto the agents and make, what makes a successful agent over a non-successful. And you've already touched on this, but I just want to dig a little bit deeper. So you said you can't be an introvert with no work ethic. Absolutely agree. I think you could be introvert or extrovert and be successful, but that work ethic is huge. Do you think that's the number one? Is that the number one thing you're looking for? No, I don't. I mean, work ethic's great, and it, and it. But you know, can you work smarter, not harder? Right? Like, there's a lot of people that go out and do work 80 hours a week on a crane somewhere, and then you know, like, um, and work themselves to death just because they work super hard. Does that mean they're successful? I don't know. That's a great thing. I think what it really comes down to is coming up with what you want. It's like, it's like my friend, John Stegner and I talk about this a lot. It's like, what do you determine success, right? Is my number one producer who made a million in GCI more successful than my number 38 agent who just wants to hang out with her kids and, and travel a lot and make 80,000. I think they're equally successful, right? But how they get there is, you know, it's doing the hard stuff, man. I mean, any business that has an 87% failure rate in the first year, you're some a small percentage that makes it. And I think a lot of that is you gotta you gotta have a complete package. And that's what's tough. If I went out and opened a subway, right? I'd have to know how to make sandwiches. I have to know how to market a little bit. They're doing all my marketing for me. But I, you know, and run a run a run a PL, keep my food costs down. But I, my jobs are very limited there. When you open a real estate business, you're the HR manager, you're the CEO, you're the salesperson, you're the accountant, you're the everything, right? It's hard to be good at everything. So I think the people that are most successful take coaching, know their highest dollar per hour, leverage everything else to somebody else and focus on lead generation and servicing clients. So that's a lot to unpack there. Um, if we're going to try to help the listener, that's maybe just getting started. Is there like a, a book they should be reading? Uh, someone they should follow, study? Yeah, I mean, I, you. I mean, yeah, pl <laughs> please do. do. You know, if you're if you're an agent out there and you're struggling, you don't know what's going on. And it, you know, your castle real estate has a great training program. So do a lot of brokerages in town. But I think too, I mean, the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller is old as crap. He'll mention payphones and he'll mention CDs and stuff that aren't relevant. But the core is it still works. I mean, the Bible's old as shit and it still has some good info. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like right. the, the point is, you know, but it's it's mentorship, man. It really is. It's finding a mentor. You know, it's finding somebody who's done it and can teach you. And that's a strange thing, Kevin. If you and I, for whatever reason, went and sold copiers, we would go in and meet the number one salesperson at our organization. They would take us under their wing. They would teach us that machine inside and out, and they would show us in the field, right? That, that's what would happen. If we went and sold any product, your top 5% are your trainers and your coaches. And in real estate, it's the opposite because people that are making a lot of money are not taking you with them. They don't have time for that. So what you're getting is the bottom quartile showing you how to sell. And when that happens, you're learning the bad things. You're learning bad habits. I want to learn from people that have done it. If I got in hard money, you're the first call I make. If I decided I want to, to, to be in your field, you and Justin are the first people I'm calling because you're the best. And I'm going to say, dude, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just teach me, right? Because I'll do the work. I just need to be taught. And it's the same thing. I mean, you look at people with strong mentorship, organizations have strong leadership. You know, that's what's going to do it. So if you've got a work ethic and drive and you're coachable, it's just implementation. It's like this business is like buying a dresser from Ikea right? It's hard as shit, but if you've got the right instructions, you can do it. 
you got the right tools, you can put it together. If you just got a bunch of crap laying in a pile, you're never going to make it. Yeah, I love this. So uh, I was interviewed a few days ago for another podcast, and the, the, the question was very interesting. They said, well, if you lost your business and all of your money, you had $500 and a little apartment, what's the very first thing you would do? <clears throat> so my answer was the first thing I would do is I'd spend that $500 and join some type of uh, association that surrounded myself with real estate investors that were successful because that's what I want to be as a, su a successful real estate investor. If you want to be a successful real estate agent, surround yourself with successful agents like, like what you provide. Uh, but what you're saying is so true. It's, it's finding the people to be around that's doing what you want to do. And I'm telling you, they will take you under their wing. Oh man, absolutely. Cause everybody's had help. I mean, that's why I think real estate teams have really just become a thing that's not going away. Right. Like I'm sitting in, in Jefferson park right now at the new era groups office. They're the largest real estate team in Colorado. I mean, you know, they're, they're 90 people strong and they're not here for wow. leads. They're here for community, right. They're here for leadership. They're here for, you know, people that are passionate about this business because this can be a lonely business. I mean, for the average person who's an agent who gets up in the morning, goes and sits in front of their computer while their dog's barking and their kids just went to school and they're in their kitchen. This is a very difficult thing, you know, but to surround, surround yourself, is, it's, a, it's incredibly important. Okay, well, let's get into the classes and the education that you guys provide, because that's really where we like to focus at least some of the time together. Um, so you're doing, you guys do a bunch of classes. Um, let's just walk through that. Like, what do you guys do? to give back to the, to the community, the real estate community, and how has it benefited you? Well, you know, I'll you know, break that into buckets. One of the things we've always been a, a big advocate for education and free education. There's never been a class at your cost of real estate we've charged for. You know, in fact, we lose money on education. We've taught Ninja Selling, Brian Buffini, all these different sales systems that real estate agents take to learn this business. We've come out of pocket for that, right? Keller Williams teaches the class and they're a great brokerage. You know, they've got thousands of agents paying a thousand bucks a pop for a class called Bold, right? And, you know, we just take a different approach. And, and, and But on our core, we were an investor company and we started, you know, and so most agents, they don't have a 401k. We don't have a real estate pension, right? So teaching people how to invest in real estate is something that we're very passionate about because they can share that to their clients and their family and so on and so on. So we've got traditional agent training how to do the business. We've got marketing and, and that sort of education and then market information on training what's happening in the market. Like it always, it, this maybe gets to you. I hate it when I'm sitting at home and I click the news on in the morning, which I rarely watch, but if for some reason it mysteriously pops up on my TV, I'll see like some idiot pop up and say, your Denver real estate report, right? And he'll go, you know, this many homes on market, this many days on market, this average price. And you know what? It doesn't mean crap. That's I live in Wheat Ridge. <laughs> like those numbers are different, man. You know, if you're an income buyer or, or if you're a condo buyer, all those things, it all changes the game. But we talk about this generic crap. So we teach a lot on the market on a micro level. I mean, yeah. Colorado Springs and Boulder are two different places. Why would we say they're the same? You know what I mean? Wash Park and Jefferson Park, different places, right? Yeah. But we but we also teach a lot on how to invest, which you know, man. I mean, you've been a fixture on our training calendar for years, right? And that's what we do. We're not going to sit around and pretend that we're the subject matter experts on everything. I mean, Lon Welsh knows the, the market more than anybody in Colorado. But with hard money, I want you in there. Right. We're talking sewer scopes. I want Ian from sewer lens only. We're talking, you know, radon. I want the guy, Colorado, Holt, whatever choice radon. I want the experts to come in because we're not so naive to think we know everything. Right? You bring yeah, in and you're a huge piece of this, this calendar. I know you're, I mean, a lot of that you have your team help you with, but 
you're not up there teaching, right? This is a good point that you're, you're, you're bringing in. So you're building your database and, and recruiting agents and doing all of the things that you should be doing with other people providing the content for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it could be a win for everybody, right? It's a win for everybody. Like, you know, if, if you know, it's, it's funny. We had a class once. I remember right when I started with Lon and Charles and, and I, I, I was like, I'll fill this class up and I had a real estate trends or something. And we maybe had three agents show up. Right. And I was like, gosh, man, I really screwed up. How can we not fill this room? It turned out to be an amazing conversation. And we ended up working with some amazing guy, right? Like, you know, there, there's a there's a void in this market where everything's generic. I mean, you look at, you know, some of my big competitors out there, great, amazing real estate companies. But, you know, Cobalt Bankers Training's coming out of Jersey. How the hell does some guy in Jersey know what's going on in Colorado? They don't. It's interesting. I so it's that. generic. It becomes very generic. You know, I mean, and it's, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of silly. So we can look at things like in real time, in real life changes in the market, you know, what's happening. I mean, you know, it's like, um, I remember when COVID hit, I went to my leadership team. I'm like, we need to be the voice of reason here. Right. So we were doing daily, weekly, monthly webinars, just saying, this is what's really going on. This is how we get through it. Right. We're getting thousands of people in because we were bringing value. And that's yeah. what it really boils down to is bringing value. I mean, I met with a kid the other day, great young guy had sold a software company. He's got a couple hundred grand in the bank. He's like, I just want to invest. I don't want to go back to work. He's in a great position, right? And he's perfect for our company, right? Everything that we do. But I remember telling him, I go, look, wherever you end up going, one of the things I want you to remember is our classes are free. So even if you don't join here, you come to our classes because you learning how to invest isn't going to happen at Remax. Not unless you get the right mentor. That's just not their model. They don't talk cap rates. They don't talk ARV. Right. You know, like, and really sit down with this kid and, and somebody give him some room and say, look, you got one shot to spend 500 grand, build an amazing portfolio and cash out, and retire one day. You know, like this is how cash flow works, all those things. So it's just very positive to speak that language and play a role in that. Right. And so you see it. I mean, top down, you know, and I look at your training calendar, too, man. I mean, the, the, the best organizations out there are providing free content and value. And then, uh, you know, and, and the money on the back end will come. Yeah, we love it. I, you know, there's nothing better than getting like a handwritten note. We get sometimes we get these in the mail, like oh, hey, because of the because of what you're training or whatever, I've made this amount of money, changed my life, a whole different trajectory because of what we did for them. And gosh, that feels great. Well, I mean, think about it, Kevin. This probably happened to you. And I, I'm gonna, I'll say some names out there, and I hope it doesn't like piss anybody off. But like, I, I meet with people back in the day, and they would be like, "Yeah, I just went to Kiyosaki's program. I spent forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and now I'm going to do all this no money down investing." We're like, "What? <laughs> You're going to what? You yeah. have to put no money down because you ain't got no more money." Yeah, I'm like, how much money do you have? Let's go buy a property. Let's do this. Oh, we don't have any yeah. cash. I'm like, damn, you know, like yeah, it's all in any industry where so. you're talking lots of money. I mean, you know, it's like. You know, there are people that do very successful wholesaling and there are people that sell very successful, I mean, unsuccessful wholesaling classes, right? Like, yeah, you know, so I don't know. And you're right, man, about those handwritten notes thing. I spoke at a, one of my favorite things in the world. I spoke at a conference a few years ago and somebody I admire sent me a handwritten note. And I was more touched by that than I was a gift card. I mean, it's hanging in my office. It's like something, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So those touches mean a lot. Oh yeah. Way more than the paycheck or the commission. 100%. That, yeah. Uh, once you can start focusing on the value you provide, and you're fantastic at this, that's when the money starts rolling in. I I, I learned that the hard way. I was oh, when man. I was broke, and just like you, man, I did. Every commission was so vital just to pay rent, right? And and once I focus on my client's success, I was like, oh, 
it's just started coming in. Hey, I'll tell you something, Kevin. This is kind. Of, this is a story that's true and it's real. And I, and I, it's a little embarrassing to be honest with you. I was part of a franchise and we were having a hard time, and I was the sales department. And franchise fees were paying the bills. I mean, that was paying the rent, keeping the lights on, is paying all my buddies' salaries. Only about six of us. And without those franchise fees early on, we weren't going to make it. And I sold a guy a franchise that I shouldn't have. Oh, like man. I pushed him. I was shitty. And I'm not a traditional salesperson, man. I, I don't have that gene. To, but I knew my back was against the wall and I did it. And he he only spent about, he spent about $75,000. And I'm not saying the only, I mean, that's a significant amount of money. And I, he failed. And I tracked him down about five years later. And I called him and I said, look, I, this keeps me up at night. Like, this is the one sale of my entire career that I'm sick about. Like, I'm embarrassed and I'm sick. And like, I'm like, dude, I don't have an extra 75 grand at the time, you know? And I'm like, but I'd like to do something for you. You know, is there something I can do to like make this up for you? And he's like, I'm a big boy. I know what I'm doing. He's like, yeah, you got a little pushy at the end. He goes, but it was my choice. But, you know, and I, maybe I did that to make myself feel better, you know? But at the same time, man, I, I just promised myself from that day. I'm like, I will never do that again. Yeah, me either. It's not a fit because I believe in what I do, right? Like, I, you know, I, same with you, man. I saw an email the other day about a fund you have going on. I read it and you're like, you know, we guarantee this return. I know if I gave you cash, I'm getting that return. I know I am because I know you, right? I know what you stand for. You know, and I think if somebody comes and partners with me over here and you're willing to work, if you fail, don't blame me because I'll go to bat for you. Like we'll go to work every day, you know, but I have that passion. I just, I love it, man. Yeah, you do have it. You can just feel it right now as we're, as we're chatting, how much, how much passion you have for this business and for helping other people. So let me ask you this, Jeremy, what, what has real estate done for you? Oh man. I mean, it, I, I'm going to, I don't, I might get a little emotional on this, Kevin. I'll be honest with you because I've gone through, I'm, you know, you, life changes, man. And you go through some stuff and, you know, I went through some personal stuff a couple of years ago and that almost killed me. And, and if it wasn't for the people I have in my life, if it wasn't for the people I surround myself with. I don't know what I would have done, man. I, you know, I, I, I mean it like the, the love and outreach, the relationships I have, I mean, you know, learning how to manage money, right. Learning how to put my money to work, you know, and, and learning how, learning how to put people in the right place. I think for me, when I got in, one of the things I realized is I'm never going to be spreadsheet guy, right? Like I'm, I'm never going to be the market expert. I'm never going to be the greatest salesman, but what I can be is an amazing connector. And so if I can just meet all the really, really good people in this, this industry and be a connector, right. You know, and, and, and be able to say, this is the best hard money guy. This is the best, this, this is the best, this and see other people's success along the way. It, it, it just changed my life, it changed my entire mentality. I'm a better, I'm a better father because of the people I have around me. I'm a better significant other to my girlfriend. I'm a better leader to my team, you know, and, and all that's because just the people I've been around, I've never been in an industry like this right? Like any other sales organization, you fight and you claw to beat everybody, right? And here we celebrate success in so many ways, man. It changes you. It really does. Yeah. It's like, I think of it like almost like a family at times where there's healthy competition. Like you want to outperform your, your, your buddy, right? And, and they want to outperform you, but you still want to lift them up also. If like very much like a, like a buddy on the basketball court at growing up or a brother that you're playing a video game with. Well, dude, you know? look at, look at, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but look at Charles. I mean, that that's a prime example. That guy had touched so many people and built so many good relationships. And when tragedy struck him, I saw a property manager go manage his property for free. Yep. I, I saw people going over there and helping doing maintenance on his house. I saw, you know, anything they could, you know, you included, man. I mean, you know, and, and you and your team, especially, and it, it was, 
you know, it, it's those kind of things. And, and if you look, that's why I think there's such a passion for this industry, because that guy walked around town for years telling people, this is how you do it. If something were to happen to you, are your kids protected? Are your wife protected? And he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that that's powerful, man. But yeah, that can touch my life. No question about oh, it. Me too, brother. Me too. But it's, it's, uh, you know, we're lucky, man. Real estate's just made my life. You know, I, I couldn't imagine being in another industry. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, me too. I feel the exact same. We love having you in town, man. And, and uh, I, I, I feel so lucky like to meet people like you and the Denver community, the investor community is so um, open and giving and caring and welcoming. Um, I found that in other parts of the country also, that just the real estate community is really, really a good community. Oh, man. And you're all over the place. Do you remember this, though? I think one of the things that changed me a lot, me, you, I think Aaron Lebovic, maybe Charles, we were, we were it was Charles. Yeah, we were at a, uh, one of, a, I don't think it was i We were at one of the big things. It might have been the Investor Success Summit. And we're kind of standing in the back and there were a couple hundred people there, maybe 400 people there, right? And I'd asked a question. I said, in this group right here, 400 people, what percentage do you think have done an investor deal or will do an investor deal, Right. And this is this was very powerful to me. I don't know if you ever remember this at all. I don't. And, I looked at, and you spit out a number. You're like 10%. And I go 40 out of 400. And then it went to Charles. And Charles was like, you know, 20%. Aaron spit out a number. And I looked at Charles and I go, you know, why is it so low? Right? Like, here's all this information you're providing. The Investor Success Summit is brilliant about educating new investors. And um, Charles looked at me, matter of fact, and he goes, that's why we're here, is to get that number up. Right? Yeah. And I thought, shit, yeah, it is. You know, like that's, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. So I don't know. I just I always remember that moment. Dude, that's awesome. <clears throat> All right, man, we're going to wrap it up here. Is there any other advice or anything you want to share before we close out? New investors, yeah. new agents, what's I, what's some words of wisdom? You know, I tell you, man, it, just be around the people that are doing stuff. Trust the people around you, right? Like if you're not getting the answers, go find it. You know, call Kevin. He knows everybody in town. Call me. You know, if there's something you need to do, shit, if you wanted to be by your first tiny house, we'll find somebody who knows how to go to right. You know, and just, and, and, you know, it's like that old saying, it says, it says hire slow, fire fast. Right. And I, I take that in every aspect of my life. You know, if I'm at a, if I'm joining a new gym, it's not working, I'm out of there. If I have a new coach and it's not working, I'm out of there. Right. But I'm going to take my time and find the right people. And then I'm going to make sure my money's being spent well. So leverage people around you. And, you know, you couldn't ask for better from this podcast, but I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Great feedback. Great advice. Uh, how do we find out about the Your Castle class schedule? Yourcastle.com. Click on the classes at the top. It'll bring all of our classes up. We're free. They're they're open to anybody, whether you're an investor, whether you're an agent, you know, um, you know, whether you're just somebody that you know can't get out of the house. You're more than welcome to come hang out with us. We got crappy coffee and usually uh, usually a big dose of me. So, do you ever do you guys do anything online? Because there's going to be do some, yeah a bit of our audience is not. You yeah, know. we've got a great content library that's um, under recorded classes. And then we do live stream a lot now. I mean, you know, the, the market's changed so much. So try to yeah. keep stuff pretty fresh. And we we do a lot of stuff with our vendors and, and third-party partners as well. Cool. And if I am in Denver, Colorado Springs, somewhere where you could help me, and I'm looking for a new home to hang my license, how do I reach you? You know, just uh, go to our website, yourcastle.com and click on careers. There's a little button that'll drive you straight to me. And We'll be having a cocktail or a coffee within 24, 36 hours. That sounds great, man. All right. I appreciate everything. We'll catch you on the next one, Jeremy. Good to see you, my man. I appreciate you. All right. See ya. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, please be sure to follow and leave us a review. Oh, yeah. And tell a friend.